Welcome to the Urban Farmette, where two clueless suburbanites buy a farm, move across the country, and learn along the way. I'm Rachel. And I'm Sean. How you doing, Sean? I'm good. How you doing? Actually, tired. I'm tired. <laughs> tired. I think I, that's going to be a common refrain. I don't. I made the mistake of before we sat up here and sat down, I made the mistake of going into the bedroom uh-huh. and I looked at the bed. I know. It's so comfortable. That was not a good idea. <laughs> I, that's all I'm thinking about. When you went upstairs to read to the girls, I made the mistake of sitting down on the bed. Yeah, when and I read slowly the, when sunk I read, into I, the pillow. Yeah. No, I know that feeling. Because when I read, yeah. I have to sit in the most uncomfortable way possible mm-hmm. so I don't fall asleep while reading. And somehow you still fall I'll asleep. Fa- I can fall asleep anywhere. Well, the book you're reading right now is enormous and super thick, so it's hard for you to hold it up. Yeah. <laughs> and so I'll look over. And you're trying to hold it up, and the book slowly is falling, and I just know you're drifting off into La La Land. Yep, that's that's where I'm at. Yep, La we're La tired, Land. but we're tired because we got a lot done today. Yeah, I'm. I haven't been this sore in a while. Yeah, we like did a, a lot this weekend. It was a three-day weekend for you because y- one of our firsts for the week was you went on your first business trip. Yeah, which was dumb. <laughs> It, I mean, it's awful to be away. I know. It was horrible. And I thought it would be fun because... Well, oh, it was fun. To, you got to see... Well, I did. I did. I, I made the most of my time. Yeah, you got to hang out with your mom twice um, and your best friends. So that's amazing. Yeah. No, it was It was definitely good to maximize that time. But, you know, I, I Well, yeah, you have to explain it. what the word horrible and awful mean. What do you mean? Leaving the farm. Yeah. Was horrible. I, and I was telling people that when I got there, they're like, oh, aren't you glad to be back? I'm like, yeah, but I really miss home. So much so that the day I was leaving, before I drove to the airport, I went out and checked the chickens. Yeah. Cause and I that just, was like I, five in the morning? Yeah. I just wanted to check and maybe say goodbye. I don't know. <laughs> maybe. maybe I say goodbye. No, but no, it, but I it was but hard. I, but it was my last chore for the week because I didn't know when I'd get around to doing that obviously until I got back but I wanted to make sure that I saw them before I left it's yeah. weird yeah you I mean it's hard to leave on a business trip no matter what for everybody involved but it's especially hard when we just got here a month and a half ago and yeah. you're loving it so much and it's and hard was, and the weird part is is you said it's a month and a half ago but I still when I went back I remember texting you. It's amazing how fast you can feel like a foreigner. Yeah. Like I felt like I was visiting. Yeah. And you I were. Was, I know, but it, but it, even a month and a half out, it felt really weird. And and I know flying in and getting a rental car in a place that you called home for forty years is a weird experience. But, yeah. But all those things played into it. But then, what license plate did your car have? <laughs> That's really <laughs> that was funny. really cool. Yeah. So I got my Avis reservation, and I. I have the preferred thing. So you just get a space assignment. You just walk up to the car. You don't Mm -hmm. go to a counter or anything like that. And I had space C04. And I walked over there. And I came around the corner. And I looked down. And I just had to laugh because I had Virginia plates. (laughs) So (laughs) cool. It was classic. And in California, you don't don't really see Virginia plates around. Mm -mm. Even when I've had weird license plates when I've traveled all over the place. But it's never really 
cross country license plates. You never. Yeah, it that's was cool. It was absolutely classic. But so. it was hard having you gone, and I know you had a hard time being gone. Yeah. But we survived. Well, how was your time on the on the farm? Um, we survived, and it was fine. It was, of course, not ideal. I hate it when you're gone, no matter what. I hated it when you would. I mean, you don't travel often at all, really. I mean, we're talking once a year or twice a year, max. Yeah. So I'm not used to it. I think if I was used to it, of course you get used to it, but I don't think I'd like it even then. Um, it was pretty, it was pretty sudden. Yeah. It was a quick trip. Yeah. I, I was, no, no, I should say it. Jumping into the trip. Right. And, but it was a substantial amount of time. You left early Monday morning, you got home late Thursday night. So right. it was four days here. And, like I said, it was fine. We filled our days. We completed projects. We saw new friends. I kept busy with things. But it is different when you're, you know, when you've lived someplace your whole life, there's built-in contingency plans and emergency backups if something goes wrong. And you know a bunch of people that live within, you know, arm's reach of you in case you need something. But here you don't. I have our neighbors, which are amazing. You know, and I have one or two friends that live here, but not necessarily close. Yeah, they're not close. No, and not necessarily even, you know, uh, where I would call just to say, you know, I need, I need some help. Could you come right over? So that was definitely a, not a concern of mine, but more just there's that comfortability. So it's all just getting used to this new, this new adventure. Yeah. And we'll ease into it. And the next business trip you go on will be easier because we'll know more people and there'll be, you know, more safety nets. There are a but lot of things to do as well. I mean, you were kind of locked in with rain. Yeah, there was. It was week. raining the entire time you were gone. Yeah. And that was another concern I had simply because here a simple thunderstorm or lightning storm can kill your power for you don't know how long. And, you know... I know that I can handle whatever, but it's part of village life. It is, but there's still that part of me that wants you here to, you know, sit in the dark with, yeah, comfort me and, mm -hmm. you know, protect our girls and me, you know, and we're living on this piece, this huge piece of land with woods behind us. And, you know, it's, it gets really dark at night and very what quiet. Was, <laughs> yeah. What worried me was that we have lived here for this amount of time, but we haven't even really explored this place at all we don't know it it's different when you leave right. a place and you're completely comfortable by everything including your surroundings right here we don't remember where we put the silverware sometimes right and we, we haven't you know we haven't walked our back acreage of woods we haven't cleaned it out yet we haven't ventured back there much i mean we've been back there but not tons and like I said, there's just, there's a lot of things I thought, okay, well, you know, what am I going to do in this situation or that situation? What if one of the girls gets really, really sick? Where's my closest urgent care hospital? You know, um, we had no Molly and that was the other thing. Any business trip you've been on, you know, Molly sleeps Molly. in the, you know, she sleeps in the room with me and it's just that extra layer of comfort and she wasn't here, but we, we made it. It's all yeah. good. Yeah. You know, it's and it. It all worked out and you came home. And I mean, we were dreading it. Yeah. For a while. I hate when you travel. Yeah. But we were dreading this one for a while. Yeah. And got through it. Yeah. Yep. I just miss you, but it always goes by and, you know, I treat the girls to fun movies and 
We had breakfast with some friends, some new friends, which was fun. And we went to the bookstore and spent a couple hours there. So it always, it worked out. Added it was fine. Your vast collection of books. Always a good thing. Always a good thing. Always brings the spirits <laughs> up. <laughs> so that was good. So that was one of our first this week. What was another first, Sean? Let's see. This week? I'm sorry. You're, I, I know. You're tired. What? What about our garden? Oh. Aren't you excited about it? Vegetables are here. Look at you acting so excited. No, the vegetable. I mean, that was <laughs> that was pretty. No, cool. you were you were saying, oh, there's. Um, I think we got some cucumbers. I'm just gonna prune this bush real quick because it's out of control. I mean, it's, the stuff in the garden is. Which I now realize going insane. But I realized, and I've been admonished by many pro gardeners, of which I'm not, that you don't prune back a cucumber. Oh, you plant. don't. No, so live and learn. But it's well, so enormous. It's, it's huge. It's taking what, over we just all let the it other. Take over the house. Well, no, but the whole I mean, like it needs insane. its own. It needs its own bed. Zip it's, code. They're humongous, so it yeah. needs its own space. So we learned. Yeah, but I, I, but I was. It's funny because you were just going. I'm gonna go look at this, and I was out somewhere by by the chickens or something like that, and you yeah. just screamed. <laughs> we have cucumbers. I was so excited. I am so excited. How many did you get? I, mean, they I went think from, today. I saw you had two. Well, and they grow I came inside, and there was like six on the counter. So I've never grown cucumbers before. In fact, I've never had much experience growing any vegetable. So I was really flying blind with our first planting. Uh, I really just planted vegetables and flowers and herbs that I knew would grow right now. I did a, uh, just enough research to know what was appropriate to plant as soon as we got here in June. But I, I've never grown much of anything except for outdoor like potted plants at our house. And I maybe would get a few tomatoes here and there and that's it. And maybe, I mean, we went from growing basil yeah. by, and by growing, I mean, buying it from Trader that's Joe's not growing. and putting it on the counter. Right, that's not growing. Yeah, to, to seeing this. basil and seeing it look... Amazing. Like it looks, I mean, it, it looks... Right. You could sell those I mean, things. I'm taking care of this garden like it's a newborn baby, and I love it, and I visit it multiple times a day, and we are just having so much yield, which is so probably nothing exciting or new to veteran gardeners because they probably have this happen all the time, but everything's growing so well. Our basil, our, tomatoes our cilantro, yes, our tomatoes are doing well. Um, our chives are even coming up. Yeah. yeah. Our cucumber is doing amazing. And I went out and, f and they, what I'm learning too is about cucumber is that they grow huge really fast. So a cucumber that I didn't pick yesterday, I came out today and it was like double the size. It's enormous. They grow so fast. That's and so awesome. I think I picked probably in all maybe big and small, probably about 15. And I was just so excited because I, we've taken good care of it. We've gone out every day and watered. We've made sure that they don't, they're not, there's no pests or um, insects that are killing it. And they we spray it with tons of pesticides. No, we do no, we don't. not. No, we don't. But we're just, it was just so satisfying. I was so excited. And we're, you know, our basil is gorgeous and smells so good. We have two different types growing. I'm just, I'm just so excited about it. And it's just, it's beautiful. And that leads into another first we had, which is I did my first ever batch of refrigerated pickles. I've never 
canned or jarred? No. Is that jarred? Canned or put in jars? Jarred. <laughs> jarred. Anything before. I've watched my talented friends do it, but I never have. And so I thought this is, I've been reading a lot about canning um, and basically, you know, harvesting our vegetables and making them stretch and last. And I need to, I need to learn this amazing. Yeah, because we're going to have way too much. Yeah. Stuff. And I need to learn how to make these, you know, um, tomato sauces and I need to learn how to pickle things and I need to learn how to preserve all these different foods and fruits, vegetables, you know, this, the seeds you planted for the cucumbers, that was just one plant or two. No, I, I dug four holes and put two seeds in each and that's what it did. It's just, it's, it's amazing. Yeah. And so I really need to, um, learn more about, what I am, I need to learn more about preserving, uh, just about everything we're going to be planting in order to just kind of, uh, support the sustainable lifestyle that I want, but I'm so new at it that everything is a new revelation to me, which is really fun. Actually, I'm coming into this with no preconceived notions at all. I don't know what I'm doing, but I'm learning. And so today I made four mason jars full of they look beautiful refrigerated pickles and it was just delightful it was so much fun i mean imagine if because that's a small that was a small little batch of cucumbers yeah it's four plants essentially yeah one small bed right if we had a a whole harvest i mean just a whole harvest of all kinds of different vegetables i mean you can pickle carrots you can preserve potatoes and cabbage if you have a root cellar you can preserve beets and turnips you can do you can dry out and dehydrate so many different fruits and herbs there's just so much to do with your crop when they come in when it comes in and I am so excited to learn all the different ways that I can have that rather than going out and buying groceries I can pull from the reserves that we have and I look forward to learning how to make all of those you know, sauces and salsas and jams and jellies. I just, I'm so excited about it. Which kind of trickles into the what's next type of thing. I, I don't know yeah. if we're going there. We're, I mean, we're going there eventually, but yeah. let's finish the first. Okay, so the other first we had, well, those were all the firsts I had. Do you have another first? We you, let the well, chickens out. We let the chickens out. That's right. How can I forget? Well, it just happened today. It happened today. So, yeah. So the talk chickens, about it. Tell us about chickens it. chickens have left the coop. Left, yeah. <laughs> they have flown the they, coop. They have seen that the world is bigger than just this pen, coop, coop thing <laughs> that we have. Yeah. And they, you, did not, they did not want to go. They did not want to go out. If you watched our Instagram stories, you saw, I don't know how other people do this. I don't know what other people's experience. It, well, why maybe, has maybe no one. Maybe everyone's first time trying to get them outside is like this. Maybe it is. I don't know. Because I had want, no idea. I thought we'd open the doors and they would run yeah. and just see the light. be so excited. But they were very resistant to going outside, which makes Even sense. They've never been out there. They wanted to jump right back in. Right. Um, once they got out mm-hmm. and they had that freedom, they were in and out. I yeah. think it was pretty cool to watch. But you but worked man. You worked your tail off. You were working from 8 this morning until about 4, well, we 4.30. Had, we had some time yesterday. Kay and I were out there zip Yeah, Kay was working hard. So you basically tried to create a new chicken run because we decided that the chicken yeah, run we had was I not necessary. About the chickens? 
I have fears of predators. I have fears of not being having enough resources to actually put netting on. Yeah. The netting is not what I expect. I mean, you just try different things. I yeah. mean, I was trying to engineer for the past two days. And yeah. Not only is my back sore, but so is my brain. And it didn't turn out the way you wanted, right? No, 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 no. Heavens no. Like your imagination can, ha- you have one thing in mind. And you well, have you also have what's in mind that you've and, seen. And poultry netting. And it, yeah. And you unroll it and you tie it down, you staple it in. And it's not, it's not what it looked like well, in my it's mind. N- it's not too, because I think we often look at what, we look at the best of what we've seen. So we have looked at and seen other chicken coops that are adorable and perfectly kind of put together. And we're working with what we have. We're not, we're we really trying, that's already there, so which really... was a pig pen and it is yeah. a pig pen. And we're trying not to purchase lots of Anything. new, you know, nothing new, new equipment or anything like I mean, we that. New wiring well we bought chicken wire but that's about it yeah we even borrowed a gate from oh yeah i hung my first gate yeah i was gonna say that was that was that was pretty impressive what i didn't know how gates were hung but they did you came up with the idea of well we should put a gate here because we need to have access into the run and so on and so forth and you said well you know they left some old gates here like hmm yeah you did a good job and they had hinges and they had, they left a whole bunch of stuff that I found all over yeah, the place. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. You uh-huh, did a good job. Gate. I know. Actually, Proud of you. It's still up. Yeah. No, it looks great. You Don't did a really, really good hard. job. <laughs> Don't let Kay stand on it. No, but that was definitely, yeah, you worked hard, but it didn't turn out the way. No, they still escaped. You, but it all, <laughs> that was kind of. I mean, that's frustrating. It was. You were out there for so long and then you came in five it's minutes later. Little, I mean, these, so it. The chickens were fine. The guinea fowl are, they have some serious emotional disorders <laughs> because they panic. They do. And they run for the nearest corner mm-hmm. and they see the hole and they try to run out. Why do they run out? Why do they think that out is safer than <gasps> Did in? you bring the watermelon in? No. You left it out there? Yeah. But it's all locked in the run. The we'll run see. that the chickens got out of. We will see if if an animal gets in there for a watermelon. Babe, I think you should go out and get that. Why? We'll talk about it later. Um, yeah, so we that was another of our first, which actually kind of leads into our topic for the night. But first, let's. I think really first we should talk about our most embarrassing moments of the week. Usually, that's at the end. Okay, we'll save laughing it. Laughing the entire time. Okay, we'll save it, but. I think that that discussion about the chicken run leads into our topic of the night, uh, which is trying and failing, the topic of trying and failing. And I think that this can really be applicable, not just to our failures on the farm, but just in general, not trying something because you are afraid of failing or you're afraid of the outcome not being exactly what you expect or want it to be. Yeah. And this can really, you know, like it's I said, apply life. to yeah, anything. But for us right now, we're seeing that the farm really nudges us towards trying new things out of necessity because we have to. You, you have to. You have a certain amount of time to get things done because things are just going to change. Around. Well, yeah, that's what I was saying is seasonally. I, I think I was telling my girlfriends this today is seasonally things change, you know, quickly here 
so things are time sensitive. You have to complete tasks within a certain amount of time, or you basically have to wait till, you know, the right. next year to, to try that thing. And we have, especially with gardening, we have 38 birds right. that need to get out. Right. And the time is nigh. Yeah. So we had to figure it out. We had to figure it out. And we're having to figure out a lot of things quickly. Because it's not like we're chicken farmers. So we also have the garden to take care of. We also have life to take care of and things like that. So you kind of have to move quickly and it's never going to be perfect. And that's what we're realizing. (laughs) Yeah. But I think that not just perfection, because I know a lot of people who are not perfectionists, but they are somewhat paralyzed by I have a feeling that if I try this new thing, I will fail at it. They may not even frame it like that in their mind, but they won't do certain things because the change that trying something and failing might produce scares them. And we're seeing that you just have to do it. Yeah. And I think my personality is I'm not afraid to just jump in and figure things out. But you do get frustrated when it goes wrong. Yeah. And the, the change that I have to make is that it's one of those things where, you know, uh, it didn't work out as I thought. I'll just scrap it. Right. I can't. I can't scrap this. I, they have to get out. Right. It has to be done. <laughs> it, yeah. And, and if, I can't do it, you, if I can't do it a certain way, I just have to find a different way to do it. And, and a lot of that is just, I like, it's good pressure, but it can feel like pressure and it shouldn't. Right. You know, but, but you will, I mean, if anyone tries it, you will feel pressure to do stuff and when you have things like that where it just you they need to get outside yeah i have to figure out right. something well in, in an even bigger sense i think we both dealt with this and questioned ourselves with this move in general there were times when we were sitting on our couch in california saying to one another what if we get there and we we just we're not cut out for this or we're awful we fail we're horrible farmers we're not good at it um we don't excel at it uh we hate it you know this these were all concerns and i'm just i just see how that could really stifle people and basically muzzle them from the from doing the opportunity of doing something that they dream about or they care about or they want to do in any capacity you know in any realm of life and granted i'll i'll be sad if a chicken runs away right i'll be even though it sounds kind of cool upset if a hawk comes down and carries one away sean be awesome to watch um no it would not oh just (laughs) go just youtube it i'm sure you could find something i want it i want it live no that's weird it is weird not our Um, not our um, yeah but but yeah but that's to me that's the thing is that if if it happens that's farm life and learn yeah and i'll figure out you you scrap it and you start over yeah but I think that that's easier said than done. And I think... Especially when you start investing. Well, investing, time yes. In your time and your money. Yeah. And I think it's easy to say it when it's something that has to get done. 
it's easier to do that than when it's something that you're interested in or mm-hmm. might, you know, be a passion of yours, but you just keep holding back because that fear of, you know, there, there's been times when I think, oh my gosh, we're going to be here for a year and have done nothing substantial because we just kept getting it wrong on this one thing that we just had to keep putting time and effort into it. And I can already see how that creeps into my mind, mm-hmm. you know, that you're yep. a failure because you can't figure it all out. And that's just such a stifling way to think about things, you know, it's also important that when you do an adventure like this, Mm -hmm. that you do think about it because the second you invest in like chickens, yeah, you're you're setting yourself on a timeline. Yeah. So you do have to get things done. Right. Um, But it's not about, the important thing is the mindset you have in getting those things done right? and how you get them done and how you operate and how you, you mentally prepare for going into it and knowing how you're going to just do it, mm-hmm. just get it done. Just pull the Nike. Yeah. Yeah. I said it. Yeah. And I think it's important for us to continue to carry on that mindset and for any listeners that are just feeling like they're at a standstill because they don't want to take a leap and try things because they're afraid of failing or they don't know what to expect with a big change or with a, a new project. Yeah. So my, sometimes you just have to do it and and mess up and fail. And my words of encouragement come from, um, you bought me a great book. I always have the best intentions of, uh, when I travel, Mm Mm-hmm. And on an airplane, I always have the best intentions of reading, like catching up on something or challenging myself to do something. And then I get sucked into in-flight entertainment and watching a movie I've probably seen a hundred times. And um, Don't read. Don't read, yeah. And you bought me a great book uh, for this trip specifically to read. And it was, I got lucky both flights. Uh, the flight out there, I didn't have headphones, so... And there was an older plane, so there's no uh, TV in front of you. Mm-hmm. So I had, I mean, my entertainment was the book. And I just dove right in and I ate it up. Yeah. And on the way home, the in-flight entertainment was broken. Oh. But I wasn't planning on using it anyways, but it was broken. So I really didn't have, you know, I didn't have the, the option of reading a chapter and then watching a show or any or right. playing a game or anything like that. So I read... Um, about half this book. Yep. It was awesome. And it was the, the book is called You Can Farm. Uh, it's an entrepreneur's guide to start and succeed in, in a farming enterprise. And it's by Joel Salatin. Who is our And hero. he should be. And, mm-hmm. he, and he's a lot of people's heroes. And there's a lot of reasons why. Um, I, I don't know who he doesn't speak to, but mm-hmm. he speaks to, to us pretty easily. And, yeah. the, and it translates really well. Well, we've told everybody... We know about yeah. folks that ain't normal. His, one of right. his books that I think right. anybody could read and enjoy. Yeah, because it's so informative. Yeah. But this one, it was amazing because I, I dove in and it was so inspiring. Yeah. And the inspiration translates into kind of the activities that we were coming up against, which is the timing was perfect yeah. on all of it. And I just wanted to share a few things about um, a few words of encouragement. And it, to me, it's a life lesson it's not necessarily a farm lesson it's a life lesson Mm -hmm. and uh the chapter is entitled good enough 
And he goes in and talks about um, really how you get started and mm-hmm. how you have success. Mm-hmm. And the idea of, you know, to be successful isn't what people actually envision that success being. It's, uh-huh. it's doing things that you need to do and mm-hmm. getting it done and yeah. having it work. Yeah. Not about how it looks while it's working. Which is what everybody is concerned about these days is since we're such a uh, digitally motivated, um, photo motivated culture where it's all about like visually, we just see everything the way we want it to be so that when our product doesn't turn out like that, we feel like we've failed. And so that's dangerous. And he talks about it. He talks a lot about our generation and how we visit his farm and how we go into expectations and what it looks like. And people are sometimes taken aback by how he operates and what, what Mm -hmm. things, you know, he uses to, yeah, he's not fancy. This is why I love this guy. He is, we do what we have to do to make it work. They, he's no nonsense and he's not fancy. He's not trying to put on a show to impress anybody. He's just doing the work, how it needs to get done and using what he my, has. And it's hard for my brain because, you know, my Asian side <laughs> it looks at things and it's like, I want straight lines. I want things to line up. I want to get, and I can get myself caught in those moments. And it, and it ends up being a waste of time. Cause it stifles your productivity. You yeah. And you step back and look at things like, Oh, that's not lined up. I'm right. going to fix it to make it line up. Uh, this chicken run, mm-mm, not lined up, not straight lines. No. The gate's up. Uh, <laughs> it is functional. It is functional. <laughs> um, but it wasn't planned. It was all about using what we have and, and making it what we need it to be. Right. Which was and the end goal. And you look at that end goal and you focus on the end goal and it's just, they need to get outside. Right. Make sure they don't run away. Yeah. Make sure they don't get eaten. Yeah. Make sure, you know, just... Basics. Because especially on a farm, but this really, again, can translate into so many different areas. But on a farm, if you spent another three hours perfecting that, and maybe some people really want to spend time on certain things and making it. And I think that that's great. And there are people that really invest into one thing and they make it the very, very best and most accurate portrayal of whatever they have in their mind. That is important to them and that is good. And there's a need for that in certain instances. in in certain places, but uh, we're seeing on the farm that time is of the essence. And if you spend three extra hours perfectly hanging a gate and getting it that extra inch straight, and it's going to take you this huge amount of time, well, then that's three hours you're not going to have to hop on the zero turn mower and oh. take care of our whole land uh, the whole land mowing it you're miss, gonna have to push I that back my, two days I miss my mower yeah or you're not gonna be able to do the weeding that you have to do yep. or dig out the beds you have to dig yep. so really it's about getting things completed you're not wanting to be sloppy and hurry through things but well, you're also not wanting to obsess about certain things well as joel would say chickens don't care yeah so read some of the quotes because okay, those so, quotes you read to yeah, me so earlier I, were amazing I was very inspired um on my flight to and fro, uh, and more inspired. I was inspired to do stuff. I've, I've been inspired by Joel, but I'm, I was very inspired by, uh, this chapter and, and it made me want to just get home and just start doing all the things that we have on our list. Yeah. 
and knocking them off because they're important. The yeah. things that we put on our list aren't paint things or like it, these are like we need to get this done because the chickens are getting too big. Yeah, we got to. Um, yeah. But he, he goes on. So one quote here is that he says, a young fellow came to the farm for a few, sta- few days to see how you get it all done. When he got ready to leave, I asked what he discovered. He responded, I found out how you get it all done. You just do it. And so that was like the kickoff. of Yeah. Like, you got all this stuff to do. Just start doing Go. it. Go. You got to start doing it. You got to start yeah. figuring it out. And he goes on to say, certainly nature does not require perfection. All nature requires is performance. Making mistakes is exciting because we learn from them. Some people are absolutely paranoid about making mistakes and having people come see a wreck. That's how we learn. And if that bothers someone, let it be their problem, not yours. Mm. Many people are paralyzed until every single question is answered. Mm. If you wait for that, you'll miss out on life. That is so good. Yeah. You, I mean, you'll miss Again, out. that is not just, just a farming m- quote. That's a life not. quote. You'll miss out on things that you could do or you could experience because you're so worried about one moment in mm-hmm. time and, and making that one moment look the best that you're going to miss out on hundreds of other things. Yeah. And, and, and in this culture, what I'm learning is that I have a lot of things that I want to accomplish and there's no way I'm going to get to the next project if I'm fretting over how straight my pole stakes are yeah. and, and lined up my chicken wire is. Yeah. It's, it's all about just get it done, get it function and moved on to the next thing because you won't, you won't be able to experience that next thing right. if you're still too just focused on making everything look perfect and and perfection there's a difference between what he says here is interesting too there's a difference between lining things up and making it perfect he doesn't want he's not saying sacrifice things and just do it and yeah it's it not fast. sacrificing quality it's not it's it's about um making it right so it can perform well so you don't have to worry about it anymore like getting the chicken right. run set up getting it done to where they don't escape and that took time and everything like that. But it's not perfect. I have, I zip tied branches Mm -hmm. to the bottom of the gate. One, because that's the closest thing I had around and Mm -hmm. I wanted to stop the guinea fowl from escaping. But it's going to be there Mm -hmm. and it's going to keep them inside and they're branches from a tree that just fell. Yeah. I mean, mean, you just got to get it done because I have another thing I want to accomplish in the next And so then his last quote here, which I like too, is, uh, and this is kind of what kicked me off in this whole thing. I need to get home. The problem was, is I read this on the flight out, not yeah. the flight in. <laughs> so I had four days of, of being uh, in LA where I couldn't do a thing. But it says, he says this, be encouraged. Don't be paralyzed. Just go do it. And don't worry about what the neighbors will think. Don't worry about the local protocol. And don't demand perfection from your spouse or your children. Let them have some freedom to create and invent too. That's the way to stimulate folks around you to do things. Just remember, good enough is perfect. Mm. And that's what kind of where I was today was just going through going, you know what? I just got to get it done Yeah. and it's got to perform mm-hmm. and it's going to be fine. And I don't care in the end what this thing looks like if the chickens are out and they're able to do exactly what they need to do. Right. And we have a lot of needs that we have to take care of and perfection isn't one of them. Right. And they're, it's going to grow. And I think that this challenge for us to think about failure in a totally different light, nothing we've done since we've been here has failed. It's just given us an opportunity to look at things differently and go, well, that didn't work. 
let's try it a different way. Or what's been great is looking at things that I would have maybe a couple months ago looked at and said, that's not how I want it to look or that's, yeah. and look at it and go, no, that's perfect. Well, just it's, think about this. When, you, when, we, first, when we first moved in here, mm-hmm. we probably envisioned things a whole lot different than what we're doing right, right now. Mm-hmm. Because in the end, it's, I mean, we're obviously learning. We're learning from people like Joel on how to do things and it's just freeing. Yeah. And before it was stifling. Yeah. To think about all this stuff that we want to do and digging and growing and nurturing and, and getting animals and things like that. It, I feel more freedom now because I'm actually doing. Yeah things and than if I was I'm thinking about things yeah and you're learning and we're learning together and it's it is exciting that's what he said is it is exciting it's not failure none of none of it is failure even when it doesn't work it's an opportunity it's an opportunity to learn yeah and this this is so much more than just what's happening here on a farm this can be personal to whatever people are dealing with there's there's an opportunity that we all have to look at things that happen in a different way. So it's actually really great. I think of raising kids that way too. Yeah. Well, and if we would have waited until every single thing was lined up and perfect for that, we wouldn't have had them. So think about yeah. it. If you wait forever, cause you want something to be so perfect, it won't get done. Nothing's perfect. No, but no timing. Learned, I mean, or project's perfect. With parenting, we've learned more from our failures than we have from our successes when we're going through and how to respond to a situation, we don't go back in time and think about how we did it perfectly. No. How it all worked out really oh, well. Oh gosh, no. We think more about how we failed at that and how we don't want to repeat said failure again. Right. And that's where you learn, you grow, and you execute better. And that's the thing is that, for example, you know, going taking the, mo- the idea of, of parenting into a chicken run, I've never done it before. I'm trying to do it. And if they escape, which they did, or if they get taken off by a hawk, which would be amazing. Oh my gosh. I will Sean. learn from that and I'll figure out how to fix that. Yeah. And those mistakes will stay with me when I start doing it again. Cause this isn't going to be our last or one and only batch of chickens. Right. It's next time. Oh yeah. Remember how we did this last time and the hawk flew away. Right. We can fix it this time by getting a dog yeah. or a gun yeah. or both. Well, and I think be a dog with a gun <laughs> in the, you know, if we're really going to get down to it, lots of the, the failure, how people want to avoid that is because they're afraid it's rooted in fear. We're afraid of appearing like a failure or disappointing others or ourselves. Yeah. That's a good point. And when we just get over that and it's really quite selfish to to avoid so many beautiful, good things, especially when it involves your family or your, your spouse or your kids, stifling them from trying things or stifling yourself or your spouse from trying things because of how it might appear if it doesn't work, how sad, you know, it's very selfish and we've kind of got to get over ourselves and not take ourselves too seriously, which is why what I think we're doing with the urban format, we are really not taking ourselves seriously. And no. we've presented that from the beginning that yeah. we don't know a lot of what we're doing. We're learning a we lot. We know most of what we're doing. But we're learning. Yes. And we're learning and as we go. And we can't take ourselves too seriously because like, for instance, this week, I realized that I thought my squash plant was a cucumber plant. 
and was very upset that there was no cucumbers growing on it until dozens of people on Instagram informed me, um, that's not a cucumber plant, Rachel. And I felt stupid, but then I just laughed because it's squash. It's, and I didn't know because I was also stupid and didn't graph out and write out what I'd planted everywhere. We were, it was the first week we were here. We were trying to get things in the ground for the girls and I was in a hurry to plant some things, you know, to, to show them, you know, the process and whatnot. And I didn't start my gardening notebook like I should have. I have now, but you know, I made that mistake and so many people message and they're like, I don't want to tell you this, but that's not cucumbers. And it was sweet so that so many people, far ahead of you. <laughs> yeah, very novice gardener of you, but don't I, pull an urban farm ed. people were so nervous to tell me, but it's, I'm glad they did. I just, you just have to laugh. You just have to go. Yep. That's not a cucumber plant. And the more I looked at it, the more I thought, wow, Rach, like, how could you have not seen that? But you live and learn. They and look the same from, well, the, from the start. When, well, yeah, from the start they did. They but once now. you take a good look. Well, I made the mistake, I think it was yesterday. So, well, you know, live and learn. <laughs> <laughs> or ask your husband. <laughs> <laughs> but I, you just have to laugh. You just, you can't take yourself too seriously. No. You're going to make mistakes. You're going to fail, quote unquote, and you do better next time. And it is what it yeah, is. Those embarrassing moments will happen. And they make people feel better because we're all out there making mistakes and, and you know, none of us are perfect. We're all going to make these mistakes and, and that's okay. Just don't stop trying new things or avoiding change because you're paralyzed by the fear of failure. Cause there's no such thing as that failure. Uh, I will avoid talking to teenagers at TSC though. What was your embarrassing moment so, of the week, Sean? I mean, it's not that embarrassing, but I got corrected by a, a teenage girl at TSC. No, you got and told. Maybe <laughs> I got told. You did. And maybe it's a East coast, West coast thing. I think so. Probably. I hope so. I hope, but I've been calling them, zip ties my entire life everybody calls them zip that's ties. what i thought not here but i got i mean she was like a well what did you say to fourth her? grade teacher correcting me a little schoolboy on my grammar what did you say to her so i go excuse me do you guys sell zip ties here and she looked at me and she goes oh we have cable ties on the end cap over there i kind of feel like she was a little rude Maybe. I feel like she could have said it nice. I mean, there's a nice way to do that. And I, and I understand she just had. Oh, to sir. Do you mean, do you mean cable ties? I mean, there's a, there's. Yeah. I mean, it could be, I guess there could have been a better way to, to say it. And maybe she was upset because she had to deal with a rude customer before. But still. But still, I got course corrected by, she had to be. 16 they were so they're not zip ties here they're I, cable ties well, i don't know and the worst part is, is does it the, say zip yeah, tie no on the package it's cable ties has it always been cable I, ties I'm, could I'm, someone in southern california look at go to lowe's let me know look up the zip ties for it's us please zip ties it's zip ties everybody calls them zip but ties she knew what i was saying because she so she knows me. it's zip ties yeah. so then she was just being rude no but that's the same thing as like that's exactly how we would correct someone if they were using something improperly no it's not how we would we'd be polite no we you might we not would be like polite. to be polite, 
but there are in, those moments in where your mind it's just you're like, not polite, oh, but you have to be. Oh, look at this guy! <laughs> oh, this tattoos—he has no idea. He's probably taping, straight out of LA. He's probably taping together some fancy paper mache project. He <laughs> needs zip ties in his garage. Yeah, zip ties. Well, I'd say though. If that's your most embarrassing moment of the week, that's not bad. I mean, we had some real embarrassing ones at the beginning. Well, I went back to L.A. I don't have anything embarrassing there. I know what you're doing there. there <laughs> Next week, we'll that I I probably corrected them when I was there. Next week, we'll come at you with some uh, more embarrassing moments. I'm yeah. sure. Um, okay, so this week um, we're gonna start a little segment up next at the farm, talking about some things we're thinking about in the next week before we release another podcast episode. Uh, we took a poll. It's also known as my chores list. <laughs> we all have chores, Sean. <laughs> you just do the heavy lifting. This is the honeydew. I don't know though. I did carry a very heavy metal gate across our whole property today. You did. Oh, you also cleaned out a trash can full of maggots. Congratulations. Three trash cans full of maggots. Three trash it was cans disgusting. Maggots. Yeah. It was gross. You cannot leave your trash outside in Virginia like you can in California. Not it's for five minutes. It, well, it, 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 we learned. We learned it the hard it. way. Those it suckers will not gross. die, and they are just, wow. Okay. Anyways, um, we're going to start a segment called Up Next on the Farm. Uh, and I took a poll on Instagram and asked, there is a local animal shelter that we check frequently because I think we're realizing we're going to need some kind of guard dog or we'd like some kind of guard dog for the chickens and the guineas. Uh, but we found on the animal shelter site that there is a pot belly pig. What's its name? Daffodil. Oh, isn't that the cutest thing? That is kind of cute. I can just see it wearing a little teeny hat with a daffodil on it. (laughs) It's a um oh, a potbelly pig that is up for adoption, and I kind of feel like we need to get it and adopt it and bring Daffodil. it home. Daffodil, the potbelly pig. Should we do it, listeners? What do you think? Do I need to make a pig run? I don't know. We don't even know how to I take. Don't know what it, I, I would know. not. I would literally not know the first thing to do with a pig. All I know is I need to make some. What do you do? Slop. No, I think is you buy. Well, that's what it's called, in like Charlotte's Web. I don't know. That's a good. That's do a you good still? Do you still do that? What I'm do you sure. do? What do you feed pigs? We wouldn't even know. This would have to be a Google emergency Google situation. It said that it can be an indoor or an outdoor Disgusting. pig. What does that even mean? Gross. Well, I don't know. If it's an indoor pig, clearly some people have it indoors. I think you can no do that. Such, if someone called you a pig, you'd be like offended. Well, but that's that has nothing You're to do with pig. daffodil. Yeah, Maybe daffodil's a clean pig and she can come inside. It's a I don't know, Sean. It said it was an indoor. Your, room, your room's a pigsty. <laughs> Pigs would be like sweet. <laughs> it's our an, house. It is said not. indoor slash outdoor pig. I don't know what that means. You get pig doors. I don't know. We. What do we do with a pig? What do you do with one? Ride them. No, it's a big. It's a big pig. Polly Perfect. could totally ride. Saddle up, Polly. Oh my gosh! So should we get Daffodil the potbelly pig? I don't know. Clearly, I know. I know you know, but I really feel like... How many times did I vote no on Instagram? How many times did I vote on Instagram? (laughs) (laughs) Um, So that's our Up Next on the Farm. Maybe by the time you hear the next episode, we will have a potbelly pig. I don't know. third mic for Daffodil to point the way in. Daffodil. She could have her own segment. (laughs) Oh, Daffodil. (laughs) 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 Stupid. (laughs) 
So that's all we have for you guys tonight. Um, as always, we love all of your input on Instagram um, at the Urban Farmette. You can also visit our blog, which we are in the process of. Sorry, <laughs> There's lots of those here. Yeah. Uh, we're in the process of upgrading urbanfarmet.com and we have an email address now you can reach out and um email us questions concerns thoughts opinions ideas for new topics anything you want our email address is info at urbanfarmet.com we'd love to hear from you you have anything else for us sean i need to go to bed i know me too it's only 9 30 but i feel like it's midnight yeah farm life it's not for the it's faint of heart we're tired it's midnight. Seriously. All right. We'll talk to you guys next week. <laughs>